the Fearless Queens podcast for anyone looking to expand in abundance, success, and love every single day. We are your hosts, Tina and Sarah, two women on a mission to heal the world one person at a time. Hi, everybody. Thank you again for tuning in to another episode of the Fearless Queens podcast. I am your host, Sarah. And I am Tina. Welcome. So last week we dove into creating vision boards and what it looks like to co-create with the creator of the universe, which is God um, and the Trinity of God, the Father, God, the Son, and God, the Holy Spirit. So um, recapping on that a wee bit, because it's going to go into this week's episode, which we are calling relationship versus religion. So if you didn't catch last week's episode and you're wondering what co-creating means, how to vision cast, I highly recommend that you go back um, to last week's episode, uh, episode 15, God's Masterpiece. But we really hope that you like what we're going to discuss today, which is what the difference is between a relationship with God versus what religion is and what society has depicted religion and what God is. And we want to share this with you because we, again, have been on this journey and we were very aware and a part of the religion for a very long time in our lives. And we got, when we were introduced to who Jesus is, it completely shifted, not just our life, but our relationship, our relationships with others, our relationships with uh, our father. And we want to share that journey with you because we believe that if you hear this, you might see it from a different perspective than the world presents it. Yes, absolutely. So to start out, I just want to plainly read what a religion is defined as in the dictionary. And it says that a religion is a particular system of faith and worship, a personal set or institutionalized system of religious attitudes, beliefs, and practices. So Tina, what do we going to say about systems. Don't we think that's a little bit baloney? Well, a system is created by man, yeah. essentially. And each man determines how they want their system to work. So you might go into one Catholic church that has one system, and then you go to another Catholic church that has another system. And it wasn't, it's not God leading it. It's not the Father, the Son, Holy Spirit leading it. There's entities of them in it, in the building of the people of the world, but the religion isn't Jesus. The religion isn't God. It's just an entity of it. And systems aren't emotions. Systems are, you know, stick to it, like rigid and they were not created by man, essentially. So like our government is a system and God did not create systems. He created the world and created human beings, but then us human beings, because we are all unperfect sin has been in the world since day uno essentially <laughs> that um it's just what man has made it that's why there's so many different kinds of religions you could be catholic you could be christian you could be buddhist you could be presbyterian you could be baptist and then people create different rules and structures mm -hmm. and systems that say if you don't do this and if you don't do this then you're not a part of this and you don't feel the love when it's a system. Yes. You just don't. It's just, there's just not love. And love is one of the greatest feelings in the world. And one of the great, like, it's the greatest commandment. The two greatest commandments talk about love. And I believe, Sarah, I think you're on the same page. It There's not always love in an organized religion. 
Amen. Yes. And it's because people, people are a part of a religion. People are come together and we're all imperfect. But when you have a relationship with God, it's a totally different story rather than just a religion. Personally, for me, I do not claim to be any kind of religion. I don't like using the term when people say, well, what are you? I say, I have a relationship with the divine. I have a relationship with God. Mm -hmm. And he defines my life and all that I am and want to strive to be through the Holy Spirit by walking the way Jesus Christ came to lead us in. Um, So I'm going to read what a relationship definition is in the uh, dictionary. It says two or more concepts, objects, or people are connected. State of being connected. So a connection. connection. Yes. <laughs> connected versus systems is yes. essentially the difference and what we're trying to discuss today. And is we're that- not saying systems are bad. Systems can be very great and very wonderful. But I believe that understanding a relationship with a human and Jesus Christ, my Lord and Savior, I want love, not a system. Absolutely. Direction, of course, but love is essentially what it is. Yes. For religion, and it's created by man. I mean, they made their own rules their own way. I mean, in the Bible, Judaism, Jews, I mean, Jesus was the king of Jews. That's what they say in the Bible. And his own people did not even believe that he was actually the son of man or the son of God, the son of man. Mm -hmm. Uh, And they killed him because it was so like not a part of their beliefs, their rules, their structures that it didn't define their religion because he was breaking barriers to create a relationship with the sinners, the relationship with people who were not welcome, the the scummiest of the scums of the earth is like who he was creating relationships with. And the holy people, and I have air quotes right now, were like, what are you doing hanging out with those kind of people? And it's like, we're all here and we're all souls. We are all just, I did not like come on this earth and was like, yep, I'm going to be Sarah Kuros. Like I had no idea that this is like what my life's going to be. And this is like who I am. I was just put in this body and I was put into the family that I have. And then it's the the cards I was dealt with. And we are here on this earth to build relationships with other people. And the only way to learn how to build relationships with other people is to learn of the greatest man of all time who had the best relationships with the most people literally in the world. And it, he shares how beautiful a relationship is. And we, we're sitting here having a conversation after church because we actually really love our church. This is nothing against churches in any way, shape, or form, but we, um, our pastor just really, is just really helps us think deeper about our relationship with Jesus and what that looks like. And he said something at church and it just got me all fired up. And I started to think about my brother and his daughter. And so I um, thought to myself, she was two when he passed. And the only reason she knows at the age of seven who her father is, is because we talk about him and we share memories about him. We have pictures about like in her 
bedroom of him. She has a teddy bear with a picture of him. And I want to share that because the only way that she knows who her father is five years after he passed is because we keep the relationship alive. We keep memories of him alive. And I want to share that story with you to kind of, because I know we get really deep and we get really intense because we're very passionate about what we talk about because we know how it's changed our lives and how it's affected our lives in the most best possible way. And so sharing this story kind of, in a sense, dumbs it down a little bit because the love that my niece feels for her father grows because she continues to have a relationship essentially. Now I'm not talking about having a relationship with people who are dead. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is we talk about him We learn about him and that's what a relationship is. And that's what we want you to start to do with the father. And we are going to share a little bit about how we built a relationship with Jesus and how just simply having a relationship. I'm not talking about going to church. I'm not talking about, I mean, yes, obviously reading the Bible, praying, all those things, but just simply learning about him builds your relationship with him like Violet learning about her dad builds that relationship of love and keeps it alive. And there's no way that you can continue to walk closer and learn about Jesus if you don't learn about him. Yeah, if you don't know about him. I love your story, Tina, because if your niece did not know everything that you and your family have told her about her dad, she wouldn't even know that he existed. And how many people now don't know who Jesus Christ is because they've never heard about him before. And that's what we're trying to do is shed a light on who he truly is, not what religion has might have told you about or what your parents forced you to do every Sunday (laughs) and that it was just boring and just left a bad taste in your mouth because the God that Tina and I follow, the Trinity, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, it's so much more than just going to church. And Church is a great thing. For me personally, when I go to church, it's one hour of my time. It's kind of like going to school. I go there to be around other people who want to learn about this same subject and grow hopefully deeper in their own faith. You don't have to go to church to have a relationship with Jesus Christ. It will show if you have a relationship with Jesus and God and the Holy Spirit by the way that you walk and live your life. Because Going back to what we said, God is love. God is agape love. And agape in the Greek term is unconditional love. And love, I believe we think, I hope that you have felt love before in some point of your life, whether that be looking outside and seeing a rainbow or petting your dogs or getting a hug from a parent. Like you felt that love, but you can't physically, tangibly hold love. Love is, you know, air. I mean, love is just, it's a feeling. It's nothing that you can hold, but it's something that we've all felt before. Hey guys, Tina here. I am super excited to share something with you that has been incredibly beneficial to my day. It has helped with so many things for my mood, my energy, my sleep, my skin, my focus, all the things. And it's super clean, which is very, very important to me. If you want more information, I would love to share it with you. Send me a message on my Instagram. My handle is Tina M. Kafka, 
or there is a link in my bio. I'm super excited. I want to hear from you. I want to build a relationship and help you to create the best life that you want meant for you. Bye, guys. I want to share a little bit about unconditional love because you hear people say unconditional, and I didn't really understand unconditional love until I went on my own journey of, of what that exactly means. And I learned it at the banquet. We've talked about that maybe episode one, when we, how we met. But what happens is they have this group and it's called the agape team. And I learned what agape meant because it's all the people behind the scenes who give everyone at this event all this love and they're never seen. These human beings probably work the hardest of anybody in the entire banquet and they're behind the curtain. They're working all like essentially all night with maybe four hours of sleep, making sure so many things are taken care of. Now, everybody is a part of the community, but it's just so crazy to me that I saw all this love being poured and I'd be like, who is this from? Who is this from? And we never got to see who the agape people were because Agape love is doing something without recognition. It's sharing what you have when you have nothing left. You think you have nothing left. It's giving all that you have and not looking, well, I wonder who's going to give me uh, accolades for that or who's going to say good job. Like, I mean, they do, of course, but that's not what we're doing it for. We're doing it because it just genuinely feels so good. And when you see the looks on those people's faces and they don't know the love came from you. It is the most fulfilling feeling you will ever get in your entire life when you know that you've poured out love to somebody and you don't need any recognition. Like that, I believe, is love. And I don't think enough of us truly understand that that's actually what love is. And I lived a lot of my life, if I do this, then I get this. We as kids, when you behave this way, you get this. And God is not like that. No. God is exactly what Tina is saying. He is a God by love. There is nothing that you can do ever to make him not love you any more or less than he loves you in this very moment right now. And nothing. I don't care what you've done, who you've hurt, anything at all. Because he sent his son to die for us on the cross to carry the burden of our sins before now and after us as humanity as a whole. And I know there's, a there's a, I'm just going to speak for myself, but I'm sure there's other people in the world who don't have a relationship with their biological father, or maybe it's not a good relationship or their stepfather or whatever. I have a wonderful relationship with my stepfather. However, my biological father, I do not have a relationship with. And that was one of the hardest journeys for me to walk is under trying to understand how the father who gave me life does not want a relationship with like, who I think I'm amazing and he didn't want a relationship with me. And it was until I realized again, after banquet, I keep bringing it up, but it was really powerful. Until your invite to go (laughs) (laughs) until I realized in my quiet moment. And I heard this still small voice. I am the only father you will ever need that will never leave your side. And I want to share that with you guys, because it sounds crazy that a being that has I've never physically touched, yet I know and I feel the profound love that he has for me. And if you have a strange relationship with your father or any man in your life, if you've been hurt or abused, that's human flesh. I promise you, it's not your father in heaven. He loves you. He would never leave you. 
he brought his own son down in human form to live a life free from sin and be demolished and destroyed in the worst possible way that anyone has ever been destroyed because he loves us that much. Because as he took his last breath, it was releasing the Holy Spirit into the world for us to be connected to him forever. Amen. Yes. I don't even know what to, what to say. I Holy mean... Spirit just activated within me. But that's, I want you guys to understand if you could see my life five years ago, it was so, it was such a wreck because I was running to people yeah. for happiness. I was running to situations. I was expecting people to be a certain way. But the moment that I accepted Jesus into my life and I was filled with the Holy Spirit and I opened my Bible and I built a relationship and I prayed with Jesus, that's when I felt love. That's when I understood what love is. And chasing after Jesus is the best man I could ever chase after in my entire life. Preach! <laughs> I'm not joking, you guys. I'm serious. And I know we're getting very passionate about what we're sharing. But we're just some passionate people about Jesus, okay? <laughs> we are very passionate about him because 40 years I've lived my life and no one has ever satiated me the way that Jesus satiates me. That's a great word. I, what does that ex exactly mean? Fulfilled. Ah. Like when you're so filled up yeah. with love. I mean, it's talking about food, essentially satiated. But Okay, that's such a great thing because in the world, we are taught to like just suppress our feelings, especially mm. the men. Mm -hmm. Men mm. are told, don't cry, act like a man. You're supposed to be tough, yada, yada, yada. I'm here to say that is a bunch of absolute baloney. Balagda, okay? And, <laughs> and I think vulnerability is the best kind of gift, the best kind of way to live. I mean, you don't know what you don't know until you know and how many people suppress their feelings or how they actually feel and are in life because they're too afraid to say it. And then they go and find a drink, find a person, find some food. And that's where addiction happens because you're going, you're trying to fulfill yourself, this inner void in your soul by external things. And the only thing that's going to fulfill that for you, I promise, is the Holy Spirit. The relationship with Jesus. Yes. And being vulnerable, if you, number one, if you cannot be vulnerable, then you're not being honest, then you're not being true and pure and love in your relationship. So vulnerability is actually honesty and love in a relationship. You may feel that it's weak being vulnerable. And the only reason you feel weak is because it's such a freeing feeling that not a lot of people embrace. But once you do that, and again, you're not living in bondage. No, exactly. I hear so many stories about men who are afraid to be vulnerable because of what society has created in this world. We're here to say, no more. <laughs> no more. And literally, I promise you, building a relationship with Jesus will help you see in the vulnerability how beautiful it can be. Read, I've talked about this before, read the entire book of John and you will understand the vulnerability of Jesus Christ and what he did for every single human being, no matter how much they didn't believe in him or dissed him or whatever, 
learn about vulnerability and love because what we learn in that is so many people just need connections and relationships. The person next to you that you think you can't be vulnerable around, you being vulnerable gives them the courage to be vulnerable. It's not the light that is, it's not your darkness that is feared. It's so easy to be mad. It's the most easiest emotion there is to be mad and angry. It's your light that you fear because of its power and strength. I love striking up a good conversation with someone about their clothing style. That's why Versed is so unique. Their clothing and lifestyle brand sparks up conversations that shed light to our community wherever you are by being the salt and light. Get 15% off with our coupon, capital Fearless Queens. Again, that is capital Fearless Queens. Head to the link in our show notes or on the socials to get your Versed apparel today. What did your friend say about the room being dark? The absence of light. Well, what was the question? um, Like what is not, like what is in the dark or like what doesn't exist in the dark? And it's the absence of light. Something along those lines. Yeah, what doesn't exist in the dark? Light. And when you bring your darkness, your fears, your anxious thoughts, the, the hard things, and you say them out loud, you are bringing them to light. You are creating a voice to then be able to interpret and discuss and move past instead of just holding on to those fears and that anxiety internally and it's eating you alive and then you just fall into this pit and we're here to like help I don't want you to live in a pit I've, I've lived in a pit and when you bring it to the light you you bring your fears and your doubts and your challenges to the light which Jesus is light you bring it to him and he gives you specific direction on how to essentially heal through love, building a relationship with him. And each fear you bring to him releases it out. When you, when you say it out loud, you're releasing it out and you're giving him the opportunity to heal you. And Sarah and I do this all the time. We're having a a challenging situation or a, or a, a stronghold that's on us. And we, for so long, her and I have always before Jesus, we always were like, we got this. I got this. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm good. I'm good. And now when we have the feeling we've learned, we've built this friendship with each other where we can be like, okay, I'm having a moment. I need to talk this out. And as soon as we say it out loud, we bring it to the light. Our mind can be such a dark place. You bring it to the light. You find a friend who you value and respect and know that it's, that is living honestly in scripture. And for the most part, Sarah and I try to live in scripture, not because we feel like we're holier than thou, we're better, but we want to walk as close to Jesus as we can. Amen. So when we bring out our challenges to the light and speak them to existence, they have no power. Woo! Yes. (laughs) And if you, we are here for you. I mean, we are creating this podcast to help create a happier and healthier world for generations and generations. And if you need a Bible. If you want to discuss anything that we talked about, please, please reach out to us. We just because you might not know us personally, or we have a like you see us online, please reach out to us because we would love more than anything to help you through a situation or scenario or just discuss and bring something to light for you that you might not have anybody else to talk to. And if you're okay, can we talk about our church? Yeah, just because I want to throw this out there because I have grown so much. 
and it's what is what is his tagline about Grace Point? Like it's where people who people go when they don't really know who Jesus is, and it's like everyone is welcome. And I know that sounds cheesy, like yeah, okay, like that's what every church says, but it's it's I can't remember what he, what he says, but we go to Grace Point. So if you're in the Indiana region, is yes. that what you call it? <laughs> <laughs> She's not from here. <laughs> She's from Wisconsin. Um, so near Val or in Valparaiso, Indiana, but it's also like Crown Point, Hobart, like Chesterton, like all those places. Grace Point is one of those churches where you just walk in and you feel loved and you feel welcome and you feel community and you feel connection. And so I want to share that with you because yes, it is an hour a week. It's not everything, but don't be turned away from Jesus because of what religion has taught you. Or if you've gone to a bad church prior in your life and you're like, nope, never again. Or you're a human being that says, oh, if I walk into a church, the the <laughs> it'll burn to the ground. Like, I promise you it won't. I have Unchurch. I, that's what he said. That's what Ben says. Uh, it's a church for unchurched people. All it is is a building. It's just a building that people mm -hmm. go to and people go to it. Mm -hmm. People are sinful. All of us. Mm -hmm. We are not perfect. We are going to hurt people. We hurt our own selves. Mm. Hurt people hurt people. That's why it's so detrimental to society for us to turn within and to heal from the inside out. Because once you learn to love yourself on inside, it just shows on the outside. It just does. And how I have learned to love myself because for a very long time, I hated who I was. And now I love me. And that's not a condescending thing. That's not a narcissist. Nar exactly. It is coming from the place that I know whose I am and who I was created. I was created in the image of Jesus Christ. God loves me. And it's all based on what the Bible has told me. And I didn't know that until I opened it and I started to learn. So if you need a Bible, reach mm -hmm. out to us. Mm -hmm. Tina, can you discuss the book that you wrote or that not you wrote, but the, One um, <laughs> yes, the book that you read about, um, if people don't believe in Jesus case for Christ. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. So one thing I do want to touch on because there's a lot of talk on self-love and I, I truly believe the reason why we did not love ourselves is because we did not understand the love of Jesus. The greatest commandment, love the Lord, your God with all your heart and love your neighbor as yourself. How can we love our God? How can we love ourselves if we can't even love our neighbor? Like, it's so important to love other people. When we don't love God and love other people, the only way to know how to love is to build a relationship. How did Jesus love people? You learn about how he loved people by reading about him, much like my niece learns about my brother because we talk about him. So learning about how to love yourself comes from learning how Jesus loved in the Bible. Yes, and how he loves us and how he, you are so worthy of being here. It is literally a miracle that we all exist right here, right now on this planet at this time. For what purpose, we may not know, we may not ever know, but I'm going to die praying and knowing that I'm walking in like Jesus's path because that's just the way I want to live my life now. There's just no other way. I, I live 20... 20 plus years of my life trying to figure it out on my own. And all I know now is I know nothing. And I'm so grateful that I don't have to know it all. So it's you, release. It's like, it's, yeah, breath it, of fresh that, air. That, and that's exactly it. Once, and it, it's not about like, oh, I'm giving it to God. And he's taking care of everything. It's about giving it to him. He's going to give you direction and you follow it. Yes. You, you, faith without works is dead. 
So you can have all the faith in Jesus Christ as you want, but if you're not walking the walk, then it's dead, essentially. Yes. You so, gotta first you have to have the not like the understanding. Like you don't know what you don't know until you know. And then once you know, then it becomes on you and what are you gonna mm, do about it? Exactly. A Case for Christ is a book that when I started reading the Bible, I was like, oh my gosh, this Bible makes no sense. I don't know what to do. This is crazy. Who, who came up with this? Like I had all these questions, right? And my neighbor had actually given me the book because he's like sick. I think he was sick of me asking questions, even though he never come off that, came off that way. And so he handed me a case for Christ. He's like, I think this might help answer a lot of your questions. And it's crazy because I say a case for Christ is a book for people who do not believe that the Bible is actually accurate. It goes into like detail about who wrote it and how long ago and who was alive and who heard what. And it's, there's so many details, but what is crazy to me is people believe in dinosaurs. People believe in aliens. People believe in George Washington. I know that sounds silly, but you guys, you're believing in things that weren't around when you are around, were around because you read it in a book. But yet it is so difficult for you to understand that Jesus Christ is real. Pick up a case for Christ. And it actually was written because an atheist didn't believe, he set out to, to prove to the world that Jesus was not real. And the Jesus proved to him that he is real. And that's what's so amazing about this book. So if you have any doubt, if you have any question, if you're like, there's no way, pick up that book and that will give you all the details you need before you have the faith. It will give you the details you need. Much like you're learning about a dinosaur or an alien, which has nothing essentially to do with heaven and where you're going at the end of your life. Amen. <laughs> Uh, to close, I wanted to share a verse from the Bible that I think really ties into everything that we said today. And it's Matthew 28, 19, and it states, Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and of the Holy Spirit. That is all our life mission is, Tina and I, is to just help because of where we've been and where we're going and what we strive to do is live and walk the way Jesus did. And we just want to spread the good news. And you know, it's crazy because I heard a verse the other day and it was basically talking about how there's no way that people are gonna learn about this if we don't talk about it. And Sarah and I are so passionate about talking about it because we want you we want you to feel that you know what's happening at the end of the road. Like I know that I'm going to meet my brother at the end of my road and I'm gonna go and meet my maker because of this relationship that I've built with Jesus, not because of what any religion has told me. Amen. You can truly live heaven here on earth mm. if you're walking in a relationship with god mm. um i think that's about it for you guys this week thank you so so much for tuning in if you have any questions please reach out to us we will have the links in the show notes about you know where to get a bible how to get a hold of us and how to get a case for christ so until next time bye guys mm -hmm.